Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I actually heard today, we got a great show, great show for everybody today. Get big out loud. You know, Carrie Knutson joining me here today, living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life. But besides that, we're going to talk today about what it is to be a human being in today's world. But Benny, Benny, I'm excited. Benny. Yes, ma'am. I heard something today I had not ever heard before. What's that? I'm going to give you a cold in today. Yeah, that's a that's a new one wow, for it's a first for us. You know, no matter how long it is, it, sometimes Ooh, you just got to crack it up a little bit. Sixteen yeah. years. There you go. And yeah, it takes a show called Get Big Out Loud for us to come up with a new term. Well. Maybe for you, not for me. Yeah, I know. I know. I, it's just like, you know, it's really funny because one of the things we're going to talk about today with my amazing co-host today is the fact that once in a while, we don't know what it is we have to navigate to be us. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that is I get to work with Carrie in a number of different ways. I get to see how the show gets created. I get to be part of her journey. I get to really talk with her before she even comes on, before you know anything about what she's about to talk about today. We get to talk about how to bring her passion, purpose, professional speaker, counselor, storyteller, mother. Yeah. Uh, Benny? closeted rap artist oh yeah yep we're gonna get it today uh <laughs> traveler extrovert and expert on emotional intelligence eq and human development so when knutson speaks when that happens when psychology comes off the couch just like i did and i called it crust busting crust busting 10 years of school to turn psychology into crust busting that's actually what i'm known for right but she has taken it off the couch to say to folks look we can do this today her message her her practice her speaking and i don't know if we're ever going to get to do a show where she actually does the one woman storytelling show ain't never met a stranger i don't know if we're i don't know if she'll do a feature uh, uh, for us on that but i'm hoping today do you think do you feel do you feel your humanness today do you feel your human beingness today or do you feel like Linda said to me this morning, Carrie, have you eaten your breakfast? And I said, when was I going to do that? And Linda says, uh, you're up at five something. You're in the office by six something. Seriously, Pat? 
could you just eat the little breakfast package I made for you today? <laughs> yes, I'm not answering that question. Carrie, it's so great to have you, all right? Thanks for having me, Dr. Patton. That was an amazing intro. When someone makes you smile from ear to ear, thanks for telling me about myself in such a dynamic way. I will definitely talk to you guys about a storytelling opportunity and uh, maybe showcasing some of my closet rap artist skills at some point as well. It's all on the table. I think we should get together with some of that because I've been known to do a bit rap in my, uh, myself. Okay, here's what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> Something happened between last time, this time, and getting ready to do this show today. So today, we're going to talk about what it's like to be a human being. Now, I have to ask you this question. Did you pop out knowing about that? Or did you have to go through the human doing to the point where your hair was falling out and you were biting your fingernails to the core? Which one? Um, I wish it was the first one, Dr. Pat, but like anyone, I'm human like everyone else. And the lessons that we learn in life are what we what we experience. And so definitely I learned this lesson from being a person doing for too long. And I catch myself a lot of the time. It doesn't like you arrive at it. Like, I think I go in and out of doing and being depending on what's going on in my life. And I think it's such an important topic, though, because I've, I've been in times in my life where I feel like um, I'm just existing not living. And I'm just, everything is a transactional kind of relationship. I need this for that. I'm not enjoying things. I'm just running to the next thing. My whole goal or intention is to get back to bed as soon as possible or survive the day. Like we've all had times like that. And so I wanted to talk about it because I know if I'm experiencing that, or if I have experienced that, that I'm certainly not the only one. I had uh, an an experience yesterday. I want to pop your way. Get your, get a little, a bit, get a little EQ going on here. So yesterday, I had to uh, get a handle on my 2019 tax filing. It's not that I haven't gone through one round of it, but I had to do a redo. Now, I was thinking about you because I was going through the emails and I'm prepping for the show. And what I realized is this. There's a way to do your taxes. I mean, I've gone through, I had to go through thousands of transactions to get this done yesterday. And there was this moment where I thought, and Linda was talking, Linda's visiting, and she said, you know, you're going to talk about human being in today's world, human being, like doing. And I said, I'm in the zone right now with my taxes. I said, I think I'm experiencing being here, present, being in the moment and doing. And of course, Linda, my best friend, she looks at me and rolls her eyes like, okay, seriously? But that's what I had yesterday. It was because it was important. And I could have gone to the emotional intelligence side of chaos and frantic. Tell us about this idea of why it is hard to just be. Because I had to do what I really had to be present to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Am oh, I, I love it. You, you. This is a perfect setup for what I want to talk about. Because Good, good. Being does not mean that you are meditating on top of a mountaintop and, and, you know, you have all this extended time. And I, it means like you're living your life present in the moment and doing whatever is in the moment 
with your mind focused on that. So not multitasking, not, not being in 20 different places, even if the moment is hard. And when you bring up taxes, like the word taxes for me brings up like, Oh, right. So you want to run away from that usually, but for you to say, I'm being in this moment, I'm going to focus on this project. I'm going to be present with what is. And I think that's the whole part of it. Sometimes people think, you know, being versus doing means stopping your whole life. Um, and just, and again, I'm totally pro meditation and all that stuff, but I, I think you still have to live your life, right? So as you're living your life, as you're engaging with people, as you're doing the tasks you need to do, can you be present to them and to your own emotions, especially if you bring up, like, can you bring up your emotions around taxes and being, I got a lot to do without going down the rabbit hole. I got a lot to do. And that means I'm a failure. Everyone else figured out taxes, but me, I can't believe I waited till the last minute. Where's that damn form? I hate every minute of it. Like that kind of thinking is what takes us out of the, being the present moment of, I want to complete this and I want to focus and I want to be in the zone of what I'm doing. And that's a great example of what it means to be in the present moment, because many of us, like, like say you and I are talking right now, yeah. I'm like a million other thoughts in my head. Right. And, and so it takes a choice to be like, I'm going to fully focus on this conversation and be present to the exchange that we're having rather than, oh, my yeah. car's in the shop. I got to pick up my kids later. When is the guy going to come to fix the furnace? Um, is my cat okay? Like all the things that you kind of just randomly think throughout the day to be able to say, I'm with Dr. Pat right now, and this is my total focus. I'm going to be in this moment fully. Well, you know, and the reason I bring it up is because, you know, all of this for me has to do with something bigger. And I want to talk with you about that because a lot of times we get confused with the whole Be Here Now movement where I was one of the folks that when that book came out and when that conversation came out, I remembered an earlier conversation I had with Ram Das, like a decade earlier when Ram was really the guy, he was really the guy about being here now, right? You know, this was his practice, his life. And I remember interviewing him about that. And one of the things that I was struck by was the misconception, just like the misconception of the secret, where people thought I'm going to write on my vision board and it's going to happen. Now I have to tell you, when the secret came out and even before the secret, I did a vision board and I watched the manifestation of those things instantaneously. But what's the key, Carrie? What's the key? It's what we're talking about today. It is this infusion to eliminate confusion. Whoa, say that again, Dr. Pat. It is the infusion, right, to eliminate the confusion. So it's the infusion of the energy of being and doing, right? It's the infusion of knowing the power we have to connect the dots. But the key is in the how. Mm -hmm. People think the key is in the belief. But what about the emotions I'm feeling about my taxes? What about the emotions I'm feeling about the mountain I'm going to climb? What about the emotions I'm feeling about extending the network? What about the emotions I'm feeling about COVID-19? Yes. And all that, that's so rich because 
the emotions are to me the key in terms of like some of us try to like we like the good emotions and we don't want the bad ones and i think putting emotions into those categories really does a disservice to what our emotions can teach us and what they're helping us through because when you think about emotions is either good or bad you're missing an opportunity instead of what if they just are what if all emotions hold the same value in terms of what they have to teach us because let's say something is frustrating for you or overwhelming or sad or something makes you angry the reason you might be feeling that way is because you those feelings are valid and sometimes we 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 say this, like, I shouldn't feel this way. I should do better. Either no one else does this. Like we should ourselves by what other people think or society thinks or what we think I shouldn't act this way. I'm better than this or different. So I think that idea of like the emotional piece is the part that if you can tweak your thinking to value all your emotions, you'll be able to use them better because if you repress, let's say you're over, let's say you want to expand your network. And you're thinking about all the good things that could come, but at the same time, all the overwhelm of like, how is this going to work and what's going to happen? And if you let yourself stay in that place of overwhelm for even just a little bit, what is this telling me about how I need to take action to deal with this? Like, and let me think about overwhelm for a minute, right? And stay in there instead of denying it or pushing it away. Or, and maybe you also feel like, who am I to expand my network? Who do I think I am? Right. Some of that coming up with like, am I good enough to do this? And sitting with that, why why are those thoughts coming to me now? Instead oh, of pushing boy. them away, really addressing them so that you can take action in a powerful way. Because it's when you repress your feelings, they always come back later in a different way, sometimes more inappropriate than the original feeling. <laughs> you know, so that's the key, Dr. Pat, is recognizing that your emotions are actually your partner in the endeavor, not um, the enemy or to your detriment, then they're the, whatever they are, they're yours. I love this. When we come back, we're going to talk about the promotion of emotion to put your butt in locomotion. When we come back, nice rap about that. And I'm ready to unleash the Kraken. And what is that? It's my acronym. What is the acronym? What is busy? really mean well i'm gonna really tap into my carrie knutson superpower for that hey everybody take a short break we'll be right back sometimes being human has its challenges our physical health falters our spirits sag our dreams don't immediately come to fruition welcome to the power of maximum medicine radio join me doc martin in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly all with the purpose of calling forth the Maximum You. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. 
Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationDocRadio.com. Are you truly ready to experience overflow in every area of your life? Are you ready to go from limited to limitless? Imagine starting your week off with a deeper connection to the dog consciousness. It's time for you to feel inspired, uplifted, and shifted. I invite you to join me, Tracy L, online or in person for our Soul Sundays. Start your week off feeling empowered and ready to serve and expand the miracles waiting for you. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio. Exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Get big out loud. That's what I'm talking about. Carrie Knudsen is joining me here today, living a complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life. And, you know, Carrie has like the funnest job, right? She goes and she speaks everywhere. And, you know, that is a thing. And it will be a thing very shortly, I believe, that we will be out and about doing things that we did before. But I will say, we have also learned how to do the things we love to do in different ways. That's what today's show is about. What is it to be human being in today's world? Look, before we hop over and we, we take a look on what it means, right, to get into the emotion of life, but understand that the doing part of it will either work towards us or not. How do people find out about you? And I kind of tease the whole one-person show thing, but tell folks how they find out about it all. Sure. You can find me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. It's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. And I do presentations virtually now all over the world. Now it's virtual. And I do coaching and I have a one-woman storytelling show. And actually recently, Dr. Pat, I hadn't been performing it because all the venues are closed, but I got invited to do a backyard party uh, for people who socially distance in their backyard. And I did a show for about 20 people in their backyard. So I'm going to take the show as my backyard party show yeah. Um, so yeah so that's that's where you can find information about me and what I'm up to is at knutsonspeaks.com so I, I I had a little emotional reaction I'm going to start out with this and then I'm just going to kick it over to you um, I had a little emotional reaction yesterday with a friend of mine and you know we a ping pong I love to play ping pong right I love this sport but most of the venues are closed the private clubs that are open are not wearing masks here. And I had a moment talking to one of my coaches and I said, well, like, are you going, are you going to to play? And he's like, no, I mean, it's too risky. And I just had this moment around what if people just put on their masks so I could go play? 
And then I had the moment, the world doesn't evolve around you, Pat. I had both of those thoughts. And the reason I'm bringing it up is I feel that we have tapped into the emotional sides of ourselves right now that we didn't even know existed. One of them is the emotional sides of being in work, not being in work, and the fact that busy has been our pathway to self-justification and esteem, at least for me. So here's what busy means now to me. You ready? My Mm -hmm. acronym, right? It's an interesting thing. It is about busy. It is about beyond underestimating the super you. See, because if I underestimate who I am, then I am going to be busy 24-7, even when I don't need to be. That means I'm underestimating what I have inside of me. Tell me from your experience, how do we put the crazy town of busy aside so that we think we are enough to be? Yes, this is a perfect question, Dr. Pat, because our culture is built around being busy. You even hear people when people say, how are you doing? A common response is, hey, how are you doing? I'm busy. That's a response to how you are instead of good or fine or bad. It's, hey, how are you doing? I'm busy. And then someone else might respond, well, I'm crazy busy. So like who wins, right? It's become this validation of your life. Like if you're busy, you're good, then be busy. And it's almost like we're supposed to be exhausted all the time. Like if if people try to say, how are you doing? Like, I've been really good. I'm doing some great self-care. I've been just cutting back on some things. I've been taking some more time for myself. I feel like I have a good work-life flow going. I'm feeling good. If someone said that to you and your response would be like, must be nice, right? Because we have this kind of competition thing going in our culture. And this also like, you better be as busy and tired as I am. So before you can even address what busy means for you, I think you have to look at the cultural context of busy and the validation that it gives us. And a lot of people at COVID lost their busy. There was no place to go and their jobs changed radically and our lives weren't as busy, right? So then that comes like, what am I doing if I'm not busy? Do I have value as a person? And I try to equate this idea, like, so I have two young children. And if I think, what'd you do today? This is what they're going to say. Made a mess, made another mess, played some more, ate whatever, what we wanted, made some more messes, played around. And and I could say to them, well, what did you do? (laughs) We played, right? And what's their value? What are they contributing, right? There's, they're the perfect example of being in the moment, right? And their worth does not depend on their work right? They have value just because they showed up. And all of us have that. But I think as we grow up, we we start to put our worth as connected to the work we do and what we produce instead of thinking about we have value just, just as people, right? And then busyness from our society, give 110%, go more, do more, be more, um, that push. So you have to, I think, recognize first in your own mind, what is my idea of of busy. What does busy that word even mean to me? And do I get external validation from being busy? And, and if I'm not, what, if I wasn't busy, what would I be? (laughs) Right? So I think those are really good questions. Well, let me ask you, I mean, you are out in the world and not just helping people, Carrie, you're not just helping people understand 
what this emotional side of ourselves is, this emotional intelligence, so to speak, you're actually helping folks understand how to live in a life where there's a mastery around this. And I think for so long, we have been told or we believe that the emotional sides of ourselves are not those things we can master. Now, maybe that's not true for all y'all listening to the show today. Maybe you grew up with parents that were like, yeah, honey, you can like master that. As I sat across from my dad and my uncles and my grandfather throwing meatballs at, you know, my mother for not cooking the meatballs right. Now, that's a cultural thing. But what's the idea behind that? What is the idea behind our emotions? How do we start our days now? Carrie, do you know the, how hard it is for people to start their days under where we are today? Even if you do get up now and go into work. So how important is it to find the courage to be? Oh, yes, that is huge. And the, you can't find courage, in my opinion, by just waiting for it to come. I think you have to cultivate courage and you have to do it thoughtfully. And that's why everything I talk about is using your conscious mind to think about where you're at. So like, if you think about kind of the existential crisis we're all having with like, what's going to happen right to the world? Like what, what has meaning anymore? What, what, how do our lives work? And we can't really plan for the long term, Right. And we're, and we're having difficulties for so many different reasons, financial health, personal jobs, like a family, everything is converging in a way for different people. And I think everyone is having their, not only their own struggle, but their own grief. And I think yeah. you have to acknowledge those two things as whatever they are for you before you can move to courage. And this is what I call sometimes the cult of positivity. Like just think positive or here's your quote for the day. And I do enjoy those quotes and I do want to think positive, but if I don't sit with my grief for a minute and process that, or understand too what's hard for me right now and not put that up well everyone else seems to be managing why can't i to to really accept in this moment i'm struggling with this right now how do i need to start thinking about that so i can address it right in a way that without judging myself because everyone else seems to be able to handle it or maybe i'm grieving something that might seem insignificant to someone else but it was meaningful to me and i have to have the courage to say like well this is sad for me in this moment, right? And also having courage to celebrate and still love things and like having the courage to say like, especially when other, when it's, it's hard, when everyone's, you know, sad and obviously overwhelmed, sometimes there are things to celebrate and things that are beautiful. And that takes courage too, to re to recognize the beauty in life. So see, it's so complex. And I think sometimes we try to make it really simple. Um, and I feel like if you can sit with the complexity of your life and who you are, you can get to courage and you can cultivate it if you can start here. What am I actually feeling? What am I grieving? What's hard for me without the judgment of anything else? And then how can I cultivate that resiliency in me and courage to get to where I need to go? It starts by acknowledging where you are right now, yeah. not wishing yeah. it away. Yeah. You know what I love about this? And I want to take a short break and come back to really, you know, going underneath this. You know, this is where we live in today, where when we talk about being, it depends on who you talk to. And I think Linda said it best to me over the weekend. 
she says, I don't know that I know what that's like, right? I don't know that I know what that's like. And what she's referencing is, you know, the version of being that we had projected in the meditation world. And so is it okay to be in your being zone and still do Sudoku? Is it okay? Is that a form of being for some people? Or is that a being and doing and you don't know it? When we come back, Terry's going to take us on the journey to understand about the experience of being, what it might look like, and how does it cultivate the resilience we need. Even if we are here feeling a little burned out, how do we get from that to start to build up our re-muscle, resilience, reboot, realize? All of that when we come back. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. 
Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much for all of that. Hey, look, Carrie, before we hop over and chit chat some more, because we got to fill in the blanks here. I think we're talking about what some people feel is one of the most difficult things to one acknowledge. And I think we're going to use Linda as a little guinea pig here for today. I don't know, maybe she'll call in. Um, But before we do any of that, you help people, you work with people, you coach people, you work with them about emotional intelligence, you help them understand what it is, what it isn't. But the bottom line, and that's what we're talking about today, all of this is in the spirit of changing lives. See, that's what it's about. How do they find out about you? Give them that website again. Sure. You can find out all about me at Knutson Speaks. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. And I do, all of my work is meant to engage people in a really authentic, realistic, human support, in a supportive way that connecting with our humanness and the ideas behind all the talks, especially I started off with emotional intelligence and now we have 17 different talks, but they're all based on how we can explore ideas in psychology to help make our lives better tangibly, not just theoretically, but tangibly and accessibly. And this is really the deal too in talking with you today. I think it has been very confusing. And Linda and I had a chit chat about it this weekend. Um, I watch Linda when Linda's in her downtime and she sits down and pulls out that Sudoku book, right? And it not online. So like, not the online version of it, the book. Like you take the pencil and the book. Right. And she sits there and starts that. It is very difficult to get her attention, but I have seen her do that book and watch television kind of. (laughs) But there is a zone she's in. And can you help us understand when people say, I am in the zone, I'm in the zone, and yet they are looking like they are doing. Can you be and do at the same time? Yes, absolutely. And that's the point of like, the idea is sometimes we confuse action with movement and like being busy and go, go, go. And here's our to-do list. But if you're doing something and it's, you're fully engaged again, that's the point. And for her, for Linda, it might be the game that she's playing and that she's doing for you. You're into ping pong, right? You get in the zone. Sometimes for me, if I'm swimming, I could just swim. And I don't know how much time has passed. Like I just am in the rhythm of the moment, but I'm fully present to my experience. So I think those are kind of things we do that might be fun, like a game or an exercise or something like that. But also again, in conversations with people being fully present in the moment. Or for me, when I see the pile of laundry, (laughs) like fully present in that moment means like, I'm going to do this laundry right now. Right. So I'm still doing, but I'm present in that moment of you have to live your life. Right. And that's the whole thing. It's not always exciting or sexy or fun even. Right. But I think those activities that you're talking about, like, sure, you can, whatever, whatever brings you kind of some downtime like some people think that game for linda might be meditative same way for you with ping pong yeah like 
you explain, like, tell us a little bit, because you said when you're doing that, like, I don't know about ping pong enough to know, but what do you, what did you say when you're like doing the um, automatic? The robot. There's only me, the robot, and the little white ball. The other thing too, though, for me is what I'm doing right now with you. I know we're on air. I know that Zach is uh, creating the Facebook live streaming interface. Benny is taking this out to AMFM stations. Um, and I know we're here doing this. But this is such a place of being for me that when the hour is over, Carrie, I'm not going to be able to tell you a single word I've said. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's I not love that, that I'm not here, but I'm not going to. So this is just one example how does the emotional side of being doing, right? How does the emotional side of that become a barometer for that zone? Oh, that's such a good question to think about because I was, when you said that, like sometimes when I'm speaking and um, the time will go by and I'll be so invested, but afterwards I'll be like, did I tell this story? Did I do that thing? And I just kind of, I flowed with what was in the moment and I feel so energized by it. I feel like I gave everything, but it doesn't deplete me. It actually gives me energy. And I think sometimes when you can feel what kind of activities give you energy, a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to play, to have fun or do things we enjoy. Or like for us, lucky and lucky for us, like me for for speaking for me, it is work, but it is great joy. And for you, hosting a radio show is definitely work, right? But it's also great joy that allows you to express yourself. So sometimes I think part of our thinking about being, what gives me pleasure? What makes me feel engaged in the moment? And do I give myself permission with all the other things on my to-do list, right? To add those things into my life so I can feel present. Cause I always say, you don't get a prize for finishing your to-do list. No parade comes by like, oh, you stressed yourself out. Like your suffering does not lead to better outcomes. And you don't get a prize for being the most tired and exhausted and frustrated person on the block. Yeah, so that's what we have to think for ourselves. Why, what are my priorities? How am I living my life? How do I get in that zone? Because I still have to do my laundry, you know, but doing this today makes that a whole lot better. Right. So I think that's the reality of how we live our lives. But we have some say in those things that bring us joy. Like other people, ping pong, not so much for you. Big time. (laughs) Right. And so that's but that's also owning like don't you don't have to be ashamed of your ping pong situation. You can own that. But yeah, I love my I love me some ping pong. Right. Well, that's why Benny calls me ping pong patty right there. (laughs) That'd be it. But, you know, part of this, too, is like Linda was talking uh, uh, with you about is that for people, there's been such a misconception about being versus doing that. It's it's almost been made, Carrie, to seem this black and white to really not have any gay area. And I think that the key to all of this has to do with the emotional states by which we are. If I'm, if I'm doing something where I, like, let's say ping pong, if I'm experiencing that and my mind is somewhere else, then I'm not getting the benefit of that. That is true of also some of the meditation practices where people really struggle with sitting for an hour uh, or less, 
But sometimes we just need moments, right, of, of being in that zone to get the benefit and the wisdom that channels right through. Can oh, you yes. talk about this idea of busy versus success? Oh, yeah. I love what you just said because I wanted to touch on this idea of when you give yourself permission to be in a moment, but you have to become conscious of it. So for example, you're playing ping pong, but your mind is on expanding the show. You're not really receiving the benefit of the moment you created for yourself. So consciously you have to have a mind to tweak that and be like, Oh, I've got these other thoughts going on. I'm going to choose to be in this moment, knowing I can pick this stuff up later or whatever, but I don't want to miss the moment that I'm in. I don't want to miss this moment. And that can be true for good moments, but also sometimes sad moments or frustrating moments. Right. Like I don't want to miss the moment I'm in because I want to solve a problem, get to the root of this, make a change. I don't, again, it's the idea of emotions are not good or bad. They just are. And if you consciously think like, what am I doing right now? Am I in 20 different places? How can I pull myself back to the moment? And this whole idea, again, a lot of times people think I have to meditate for an hour every day to be mindful. And what I really think is if you could meditate for 30 seconds or 15 or 10 or a breath to refocus you, that would be more doable and more purposeful in your life. Right. And the whole goal for me is, is to how can I react in the moment by by aligning my own thoughts with my conscious mind. <laughs> so then I could make a choice in the moment yeah. right and that brings that's when it feels like really good and when you're really being regardless of what's happening regardless yeah. of if it's good or bad you know one of the things i want you to talk about and i think we'll go ahead and skip this break benny and zach is i don't know about you but i'm sure you're a lot like me and some of the folks you get to help and help them change their lives but one of the hardest thing I find right now is not wearing a mask in COVID. It's not that. It's helping people do things for themselves versus do things for others. Let me just try to say it differently. Mm -hmm. um, am I doing something to earn your love? Am I doing something to earn something back from you? Am I doing something in exchange for some future thing that I don't know? Or am I doing something because I really do love me? I really do want to do it. And so my doing is not tainted mm -hmm. by some other pulling energy. Yes. You get my drift on this? Oh, my gosh. I'm totally. doing to do, not because I'm doing to should do, or I'm doing because if I don't do, I'm going to feel guilt and shame. Yes. Well, and that's all I mean about transactional relationships, right? If I do this, you do that. If I do this, it's because of that, that transactional kind of relationships that we get into and the shoulds and all my whole thing is if you could get big and serve, serve people from the spirit of service, not from ego, because everything you're talking about is based on the ego, right? Like I'm somebody, if I do this, you'll think better of me. If I do this, I'll get this accolade. If I do this, other people, or even myself. And this is the idea of like, you like me versus I like me, right? Like, and this idea of doing things for others as a transactional relationship, 
rather than one of service, because we all have gifts we're supposed to give in whatever ways we're meant to give them. And if we do it from a spirit of service, our ego isn't even involved because the ego says, do you like me? Am I good enough? Is this the right way? Did I do it this way? And I, who am I to do that? The ego plays with us. And if you can see the ego and say, thank you for coming, but you're not invited right now and do it from service, then, and then also consciously thinking about, is this, am I doing relationships out of transactional ideas or am I doing it from a gift of service? And, and I think for me, I noticed this in myself, um, when I book gigs and I see my calendar getting filled up and I get so excited, um, sometimes though it's at my own expense because I want to say yes to yeah. everybody and I want to do that. And I love what I do. So then it kind of ties into this weird thing. I like what I do and I want to say yes, but then I have to think for my own self, do these bookings, like if it's too much for my schedule, do I want, is it my ego <laughs> trying to please everyone? And then where's the boundary, right? That comes in there. Again, that's the conscious moment when you're thinking I could say yes to all these and I might even want to, but look at my life right now. How can I serve best when I know I cannot just serve these clients, but my family, myself, my friends, my community, it's, it's bigger than this one moment of, right. Of my ego being like, look at me, I got a gig. I'm so excited versus like, look at my life and how I want to live it. How, how am I doing that so that I can play the long game, the long game. Right. And again, this is your, I love the difference between in my, how I think about your mind is very different from your brain and you can have this kind of thinking about how you think it's called metacognition, right? Yeah. I'm going to think about my thinking in this moment. And I'm going to use my conscious mind to make a better decision than my autopilot mind or than my ego mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we think about this and there we go thinking about it, how important is it? Like, let's say we do end up in the mind zone of things when we're in that you know, there are going to be emotions that try to surface. But if you're really good at really crushing your emotions, it may be harder. How do you help people both cognitively and emotionally integrate what's going on so that the idea is more than just a thought or a belief? Yes. And I think I always say you have to connect your mind with your heart um, because they both work together and that's where your intuition lives in the con in the, in the place where both of those things meet, because you can think something and cognitively understand, like I get this concept, but it's hard to live it. Like it's the same way as the reason why, like if say you're on a diet, but you see a donut, you, part of you is like, I don't, I know I shouldn't eat that donut. It's not for my benefit. And the other part says, but it's it tastes so good. <laughs> right? Are you going to love the taste or oh, I want it? Cause I just want it. I deserve it. I need a donut. Why doesn't something like we, we go through, we go through all these things. That's why it's so hard sometimes to make changes because what we think and what we feel are often conflicted. But when we can get those two things in alignment and to work together and then to, to really trust our intuition and, and trust our, and I think intuition is really yourself starting to trust yourself that can be where the power lies because your, your conscious mind and your emotional world can work to your benefit. And that's where I think it's, it's powerful not to just know something in theory, but to feel it and then to live it. 
And that's the part I think of the journey we're all on as we explore like who we are as humans and how, how we, how, what does it really mean to be a human being? Um, again, is not just stopping your life. It's being in your real life with your real emotions, with your real struggles and your real happinesses, if that's a word, right? Yeah. And the real beautiful things of life, all of it, all of it means something, right? And it's really being present to your life as as you are, not as you think you should be or as society thinks you should be. And that's the journey that we're all taking. Yeah. And so when we're here, and let's get back to sort of the beginning of this, if we could, when we started to talk about what it's like, what is it to be human being in today's world? You know, there are a couple things that really, I hope, clarified it for people. You know, one is the confusion we talk about where being means you're not doing that it just it has some almost out of body experience right um but you're helping us understand that we get to affirm that uh the other thing is how do we remain ourselves so that we can navigate this time that we want because what you and i are talking about is creating a change in our lives. We're not just talking about, yeah, just do it. We're talking about how do we now create a new way of being, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And a new way of being sometimes to me though, is about coming back to the source of who you really are. So the new way is actually the original way, but some, some of that's been clouded by how we grew up, what people said we could and couldn't do. Why do you think you can do that? Who are you to try that? Or I, we never talk about feelings in my family. You're just fine. Like just be fine. So all the, the conditioning, I think it's counter conditioning that we have to do to come back to our source. And I, again, I see that in the eyes of children all the time. They just are who they are. They're emotional when they're emotional, sad, when they're sad, happy, when they're happy, they truly exist in the moment. And that's why, honestly, right now, I feel like kids are being more resilient than adults because they all live in a different kind of world and a way of thinking. And as adults, we've seen more, learned more, experienced more, but we also have more conditioning. So I feel like that idea is how do we come back to ourselves, our truest, best, most resilient, competent selves that don't create value in external things, but we know we have value as just because we're here. We deserve love because we're here. We, we deserve to be seen because we're here, not because of our job titles, our salaries, where we live, the car we drive, the titles, all the things, the trappings, right? The, and I think in times like this, when those things could be taken away tomorrow, oh. it's so valuable to look at yourself and see value in who you are and how you show up and then use your gifts to serve others and leave your ego out of it and share your gifts as they're meant to be shared. And I think that's the whole process is actually coming back to your best, most authentic, most human self. Yeah. And part of this too is get our, cut ourselves a break because one of the things that I know that I have to really look at when I work with people, and I believe you do too, is sometimes it seems so gigantic, ginormous, right? And I tend to break things down in phases. I do, whether it's phases of 
a piece of art that I want to do or phases of a business plan or phases of this or phases of that. Just like my taxes, I had to break them down into little phases. Mm -hmm. And so even when I work with our clients, I'll say, look, we're ready to rock finishing phase one of all these items. Because what it does, it allows time for us to be with that which we have just created, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I love that. Because instead of just moving on to the next thing, you could be in that moment. Like, look what we completed. Because a lot of us don't stop even and recognize our progress. You've come a long way, baby. You know, that whole thing of like, look at where you are. And everyone has different coping strategies. Everyone has different things. But if you, I like the idea of stopping at some point. You know, if you can ever look back and be like, dang, I've, I've come a long way. That is fuel for the journey, right? To stop and recognize that and to recognize other people. I think that is really important, Dr. Pat, because if you, we kind of just keep, if you go to the next thing and the next thing, it's almost, it's hard to take stop stock in how far you've come. And it's like climbing a mountain and climbing back down and never stopping one, one at any moment to look around and see the beauty. Why did you climb the mountain in the first place? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 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 And, you know, here's what I I think that that's so great about what we're talking about today. Even planning around COVID-19, right? Even planning around it, you still go through your life and you make adjustments. And then, and I must say this, our hearts go out to all of the people here and all of the people affected by the wildfires up and down, raging up and down the West Coast right now. And apparently in Montana and other places, My, our hearts, one of our staff is right in the middle of this in Oregon. Our hearts go out. And again, it's one of those things, Carrie, we couldn't have predicted, we couldn't have planned for So we have to be ready, as you say, to make an adjustment when you get a curveball. We still get to be and do, even if we have to navigate a different water. Thank you for today. Please give out your website. One last question. What's your personal message? Thank you so much for this. Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Pat. I love this opportunity to share my message. And it's funny because one of the gifts of COVID is before I was presenting to smaller audiences, like traveling all over the place. And now I think doing a radio show, I can talk to so many more people in different places. So the platform has been exciting. And the oppor- this, this is my message too. I think the idea of you are enough in this moment with whatever you've got going on and being doesn't mean that all of a sudden things are great and it's perfect and you're great. It means that you're willing to be in the moment with whatever is coming up for you and validate your own experience. Don't wait for others to validate your own experience so that you can cultivate the courage to face whatever is coming up for you. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.